Welcome to the Career Expresso podcast. I'm Amanda, career and leadership coach and founder of Ready to Rise. It's my ambition to help women navigate the workplace with clarity and confidence so they can get the careers they truly deserve. In each episode, I'll be sharing actionable tools and strategies to help you be more successful and tackle some of those tough workplace topics. Whether you're early on in your career, returning for a break, or stepping into your first leadership role, I'm here to help you take control of your career. Quite simply, it's work and careers done your way in the same time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Let's jump right in and get to work on the career you know you deserve. Welcome to episode 32 of Career Expresso. The other week I was looking at the end of a broken boiler, a cold house and zero hot water. Not exactly great when the temperature outside was heading towards minus figures. Why does it always break when it's cold, I say? I started out by thinking that I maybe knew what the problem might be and quickly flipped to YouTube searching for trusted advice on how to fix my problem. I figured a similar sort of thing had happened previously, so maybe I'd be able to fix it. When the warm glow of central heating was finally restored a few days later, can I say courtesy of a lengthy repair process and not YouTube, it made me think about why we've become a how-to society. Often we find ourselves bombarded with do-it-yourself videos and TV shows, self-help books and advice columns. The knock-on effect is that many of us can freely dish out unasked for advice without even realising that we're doing it. Maybe not such a problem when you want to try and kick your boiler back into life. But how about when this comes to something as important as your career? What negative impacts might this be creating? And maybe for certain groups, I'm thinking women in particular. In today's episode, I'll be looking at why advice can be the last thing that women need in their careers and the bad advice you should probably stop listening to. Women can be inundated with career tips to help them succeed. Although most of this advice is probably really well intended, it doesn't necessarily make all of it helpful. In fact, many suggestions are more likely to perpetuate rather than reduce gender bias, focusing on fixing women rather than the system and blaming women for not behaving more like men. With so much advice out there, it's hard to know exactly what you could follow and what you just, let's be honest, really need to ignore. Here's a list of popular suggestions that I believe are best neglected. Things women often read or hear that, in my view, can cause more harm than good. Be more confident. How many times have you heard that one? So much advice is devoted to encouraging women to gain more confidence at work, when actually the problem isn't women's lack of confidence, but maybe others oversupply. Lacking confidence to the point that you're holding yourself back or maybe you're too anxious to take risks, is obviously not a great place to be in. But on the flip side, a surplus of confidence is never going to be great either. The right amount of confidence is that which aligns with your actual competence. If you are equally realistic about your talents as you go about your limitations, then you'll be able to close the gap between how good you currently are and where you ultimately want to be. Self-deception is the enemy of personal development. You only get better if you're aware of where you need to develop 
and do the work and that you've got a plan to get there. It's important to note that the overlap between people who feel confident and people who are actually competent is a mere 9%, meaning the two characteristics are barely even related to each other. In any area of life, we are far better off when we bet on competence rather than confidence. For instance, would you rather have a heart surgeon, a financial advisor or a pilot who is really confident or competent? I'll leave that one to you. I know which I prefer. Not only that, but there can be huge consequences to picking senior leaders on the basis of their confidence when they may not have the competence to back it up. The world probably has a surplus of overconfident leaders. I'll leave it to you to guess their gender. Plus, as we all know, confidence in women is not always received in the same way as you might see when it's that trait in men. It can be all too easy to blame women for not being assertive, but then when they do and they lean in, they are punished for not behaving in a stereotypically feminine way. So don't let the internet of advice tell you that you're doing something wrong if you don't feel confident. The standard you're being compared to is most likely not one of overconfidence, something too many people, and especially men, tend to feel. In reality, you're probably doing just fine. Remember that self-awareness is always a much stronger asset than self-belief, and one more of us should probably aspire to. It's beyond ironic we tell women to get rid of their imposter syndrome when organisations can have a problematic history of putting overconfident and undercompetent leaders in positions of power. Next piece of advice, find work-life balance. How many times have you been told that? It's not maybe so often that men are told to find this work-life balance. So why are women always given this advice? Instead, maybe focus on finding somewhere to work and build your career that truly cares about you. Seek out a workplace where those in charge of setting the rules and creating the culture know what really matters. Work somewhere where people trust you and your talents. So there's very little micromanagement and over-focus on where you are, what you're doing or how many hours you're putting in. Even if we set aside for one moment the ongoing and some days ferocious debate between where work should be carried out, employers are increasingly finding the need to focus on results over just process or what's delivered as opposed to where you are located or how much overtime you're putting in. The easiest place to start is look for female-founded or female-led companies or companies with leadership and senior management ranks that are more inclusive and diverse in their makeup. Research tells us that startups with more women leaders outperform their competitors and that female founders are more successful despite traditionally getting less access to funding. A global study from the Harris Poll found that employees at women-led companies enjoy more autonomy and are specifically more satisfied with work-from-home policies when compared to male-led companies. Fake it till you make it. This one really annoys me, if I'm honest. Why do you need to fake anything? Instead, how about doing yourself justice? 
This simply means talking up your accomplishments, your intention and your vision in a way that gets you recognised for all the hard work you do. These are mere statements of fact. All you have to do is start saying them out loud. Of course, things would be different and perhaps slightly more rational if we lived in a world that rewarded talent and hard work, promoting people on the basis of merit rather than gender. Just be yourself. Again, how many times have you been told that? Show up as your authentic self, be yourself. Sadly, this is easier said than done. Unfortunately, in many work environments, career success depends on understanding how others expect you to behave and conforming to existing roles and conventions. And again, as we all know, being yourself as a woman can be received differently from being yourself as a man. What should you try and do instead? Seek out a work environment that understands and delivers what Google identified back in 2015 as the number one characteristic of teams that consistently deliver, psychological safety. Psychological safety is the ability for team members to make themselves vulnerable in front of each other, to be able to be truthful and honest with no fear of repercussions. It's what drives success and what enables you to really be yourself. But how to find a workplace that values and delivers this psychological safety, it's not always easy to find. Here are some questions you might want to ask, or even better, ask somebody in your networks that already works for an organisation you might be looking to make a move to. Do people with diverse backgrounds work at every level of your company? You could also go and research this, maybe looking at their leadership team on a website or nipping on LinkedIn to see where their current employees are. Do diverse candidates feel that they belong in this organisation? Are different opinions and views represented throughout your organisation and on Pacific teams? How are employees with care responsibilities treated in this organisation? The responses to these questions will tell you what you need to know. And don't forget, you can also go on sites like Glassdoor that enable you to get a sense of a company culture before you apply or accept a job offer. Ask for advice. This is the final one. Why? Your intuition and gut instinct can be far more valuable than any advice. And unfortunately, they're often too underused in a business world where women are consistently and constantly the recipients of excessive amounts of advice, whether it's invited or otherwise. Do something you're never often encouraged to do. Less asking and maybe more listening to your instinct. To do that, you need to stop caring quite so much about what others think. Instead, try looking within. When faced with a challenge, pay attention to your responses. What do you want? What do you think the right next move is? Now try it out. And if you make a mistake, learn from it. If you succeed, you will have done so by your own standards. And over time, you'll find that the more you begin to tune into your intuition and follow it about what is right and wrong, when to act and when not to, what to fight for and when to let go, the more valuable your successes will be. And when you fail, you will have failed by your own standards too. Trust your own instincts.
They represent the advice of someone who will always have your best interests at heart. That's you. So next time someone is telling you what they think you should do, stop and think for a moment. Maybe doing the opposite of what the corporate world tells women to do is likely to get you better results in your career. Whilst this might seem counterintuitive, gender equality is still moving at a glacial pace. After years of media publications and business gurus telling women to be more confident, lean in or ask for yet more advice. To be sure, in the short term, you may, may be better off playing nice and conforming to the status quo. But progress never happens if we keep on perpetuating an unfair system. Maybe it's high time to take a different approach. As ever, I'd like to leave you with this week's career coaching question. And this time, it's about building your own instincts rather than falling back on free advice nobody asked for. Without realising it, it can be all too easy to set goals that matter much more to somebody else. And that's more than they matter to you. This week, ask yourself, is this your goal or someone else's? Is this something deep down that you truly want? I'd love to know how you get on with this. And if you're looking for a New Year's gift to help you stay on track with your career development, don't forget to take a look at the 2024 Ready to Rise Career Planner. Each month, you'll get a career development theme to help keep you focused and energised on building the career you deserve. I'll pop a link in the show notes. That's everything for today's episode, and thanks for listening to Career Expresso. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps my show to grow, not to mention giving feedback to make future episodes even more useful to you. And don't forget to share the show details with your friends and colleagues too. As ever, you can reach me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or by email at wearereadytorise.com. And if you want to take control of your career and you're not sure how to get started, why not subscribe to my weekly Work Your Way newsletter? It lands in your inbox every Thursday lunchtime and shares career and workplace tips you can implement with ease. Find the sign-up link in the show notes. See you next week for a new episode of Career Expresso. Bye for now.